All right. Hey, how's it going, gang? It's Pastor Chad here with Pastor Brian, and we are about to take a second glance at the text. Now, remember, we're in the middle of our Tough Conversation series, and so while we're trying from a biblical perspective, we're not necessarily... um, uh, diving deep into the text. But what's great is we've got a couple of questions uh, that hit us this week after the last two uh, conversations, Pastor Brian. So I'm just going to jump right in the first one. So you and I sat up there. Uh, uh, no, I didn't. I wasn't here. Remember, that was abundantly clear. Yeah, no, no, no. We'll get to that in your, <laughs> your well-timed vacation a little bit. This is from when you were here, when we talked about mourning together. And one of the statements that we made is that it's not a great thing to say to people, it's all in God's plan. So I had a question uh, from one of our congregants. And so I want want to read to you this question, and then I want you to kind of get our conversation uh, started for us. So here's the question. When you were talking about how things happen, like cancer or car accidents, and people always say it was God's plan, you said that that's not right or true that it's not God's plan for people to get cancer, etc. I'm confused. Isn't everything God's plan because he has our days numbered and planned? Yes, it's all God's plan, Kanye. Um, sorry, it's a shout out there. But no, uh, here's the problem with that. Um, I think in, it goes back to what we said. People always want to say something to fill you know, conversation. Let's go all the way back to the beginning of time. You know, real quick, let's shoot out questions and answers. Why was man created? Simply. Are you asking me? Yeah, or are you like, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, you know, I'm going to jump to the old Westminster Confession. Yes. Uh, to glorify God and enjoy him forever. There you go. Man does what? Glorifies himself. Yeah. And because of that, we now experience... Sin and brokenness. There's death that has come into the world. God promised that. He said, if you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you'll surely die. Yeah. So, but when things happen, I think we, it comes back to that usual question. If, if we have a loving God, why does he allow evil and suffering? And, you know, we always take it to the degree of what's the worst thing that we can imagine at that point in time. But if we go back to God's plan, it never mentioned any of these things. Mm-hmm. It mentioned that he wanted us to be created in his image and to glorify him. And for a time that happened until unfortunately Adam and Eve partook of some uh, fruit and they died. So I think part of it too is a misunderstanding of the sovereignty of God. Correct. So God is sovereign. Don't get me wrong. God is all powerful. God's all places and he knows all things. So if right now God decided that he was going to show up here in my office, um, he could do it. He absolutely could do it. Um, But what God often does is his sovereignty he lets things happen that aren't necessarily his plan and brings about good for it from them um and i think we kind of misapply that understanding of the sovereignty of god and then romans eight twenty eight, where all things work together to think that everything that's happening is a specific ordained thing that god said would happen i think some of that we have to understand god is sovereign even when he lets us have free will. God is sovereign. We're not puppets. Uh, God is sovereign even um, when we get cancer. But that's still not his plan. Just because he's sovereign over it doesn't mean it's his plan. His plan was never for sin to come into the world. So now he has a plan of redemption. Now, 
a fundamental understanding of this is in the middle of bad things, God can bring about good things. Um, Joseph. Remember Joseph, Pastor Brian? Oh, yeah. Genesis. We're back in like, what, Genesis 38, 39? I, I moved forward a little bit from your chapter chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3. Yeah, we skipped some. It's, go read that sometime. It's really good. So, so what are some of the bad things that you can remember happened to Joseph? Well, here's a guy that, you know, his brothers couldn't stand him because he's he is prideful. I mean, we. I don't want to make like Joseph is innocent. I mean, he is kind of boastful. Oh, in the he fact was a that, sinner, dude. Yeah. So dad loves me. He gives me this coat of many colors. He he goes out to see his brothers. They're like, "What can we do? Let's you know, let's take him out." Nope. You know, so he's sold into slavery. Sold into slavery. Finds favor in the eyes of Potiphar, who's high up in the the uh, the government there. Potiphar's wife has an eye, however, for Joseph, and so she tries to seduce him. He you know pushes her away eventually he's framed for something he didn't do they're in prison you know and then here comes the, the cupbearer the baker interprets dreams do these things you know remember me they don't they forget him until pharaoh has a dream and then pharaoh they tell hey here's joseph he comes out and interprets a dream and then eventually he uh, rises a second in the land and uh his brothers at some point and all do submit to him because of the famine and his leadership so all these things happened to him, yet he didn't theoretically do anything bad. It seemed like all along the way he was doing good. Right, and at the end when his brothers come face to face and he reveals himself to them, they start crying. They're like, dude, you're going to kill us. And he makes this very profound statement. What you meant for evil, God meant used for good. And Correct. so I think there is the proper application, if we could take that for a minute. Joseph's brothers had their own evil plan. Their plan was, we never want this younger brother of ours to be in charge of us, so let's get rid of him. It wasn't God's plan for them to get rid of him. God said, I'm going to use Joseph in a way that his brothers are going to submit and his brothers are going to be led and even saved uh, by Joseph's actions. God's plan wasn't for him to get framed by Potiphar's wife or get forgotten about by the cupbearer. God's plan was to use him. Now, What's amazing about God is he's so big and he's so powerful and he's so knowledgeable that he can even use the bad things in our life to bring about good. So his plan is never thwarted. His will is never thwarted. But often the things that God uses aren't of his plan, but of evil man's intention or the brokenness of this world. So we can say it was not God's plan for people to get cancer, yet... God can move his plan forward and redeem people and deliver them even in the broken plans of humanity. So, yes, God has our days numbered. Yes, he knows exactly how long we're going to live. And, and he is the sovereign one to call us home when he calls us home. And he knows what our days will hold. But his sovereignty isn't necessarily like a puppeteer. Uh, it's a God who we know can take bad things and bring about good. Yeah, so I, I guess the, you know, the, the, the quick question would be is, does God predetermine how everyone's going to die? No. But he understands and knows it. And if it's cancer, it's cancer. If it's an accident, let's be honest. How do we all want to die? I want to go out in a blaze of glory like Evil Knievel on a dirt bike over a 500-foot jump. That's, that's what I want to do. Okay, well, that could be possible. I don't know about possible. But but, uh, but no, most people, when you talk to them, they always want to go quietly in their sleep 
as quick as possible, right? And we don't want to endure suffering. And so when we see suffering, it, it's the antithesis of how we, we see human emotion. And I think that's why it's such a struggle. So God doesn't look and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this person out with this, that, or this. It's just simply, okay, in that moment, that person has that, and it's what took their life. And I think what's amazing is within this, God's will supersedes. And I think this is probably part of the confusion. God's will supersedes uh, the plans and the brokenness of this world. Absolutely. And and thank goodness because he's a powerful, all-knowing God. So I hope that answered the question. Um, so Pastor Brian, I'm not sure if you know this or not, but you weren't here Sunday. And so Kevin graciously filled in for you, did a phenomenal job. Yes. Uh, and, but you weren't here. And yep. we talked about some... Uh, uh, some pretty heavy topics that were your idea to talk about they pornography were. and uh, <laughs> I didn't touch we didn't get to the abortion one um, we talked about gossip instead so that I could gossip about you not being here on Sunday when we talked about pornography yeah. your idea <laughs> well hey Kevin asked a question that I answered that has led to other questions yeah. Kevin uh, read from um, Matthew chapter 5 and he had uh, shared um, Really, he'd asked me this question. He said, listen, Pastor Chad, um, we like to categorize sin, but um, is there are all sins equal? Or uh, I don't remember exactly how I phrased it, but, but the idea of is it just as bad to tell a little white lie as it is to commit murder? Uh, and so I said, um, yes, all sins are equal uh, in the fact that if you have broken one of God's laws or commandments or desires or rebelled him against him in any way, it's a rebellion against the whole law. And I think that's led to some confusion uh, between the difference of our all sins, the, the same um, and their consequences. So I answered it. I want to hear from you. So Pastor Brian, are all sins the same and equal? Uh, no. And yes. <laughs> uh, I've, I've scoured the scriptures for many years and I've yet to find the white lies they meant people mentioned in the scriptures. So I, you, you couldn't see, I did air quotes with white lies. Yeah. That's probably the fine in first hesitations, I think. But, um, anyways, um, no, I, I, yes, all sin is sin in God's eyes. Sin is sin, period. Sin is missing the mark. However you want to define it simply, sin is sin. However, there are things that we do that bring about more severe consequences than others. So when we're looking at Matthew chapter 5, um, it alludes to two things. One is uh, adultery, and then lust in the heart after someone who is not your spouse. Um, and it also alludes to murder, and the fact if you hate someone, you've already murdered them. So if I decide today, let's gossip about, no, I'm kidding, let's not do that. Um, if I say today I hate someone, doesn't mean I killed them. But to God, the intent of what my heart is saying is evil. It it is inclined towards that, like I it and how I feel towards them. Same thing when it comes to adultery. You may not cheat on your spouse in a physical sense. However, if I look at someone who's not my spouse and continually lust and and think about them, then yeah, that's. You know, I haven't done the action of the physical action, but in God's eyes, my heart is already moving in that direction, even though I haven't actually done the physical act. And I think sometimes we like to say, um, well, look at that person. You know, we're talking about this in staff meeting today. Look at what that person does. I'm not as bad as them. You know, they, we were talking about porn this week. 
well, that person, they look at it all the time. You know, I occasionally have a thought. Does God differentiate between lust? I'm asking, is that a qu- is that a I'm asking you a me? question. Does uh, God differentiate between uh, no, lust? No. No. It just simply, it, lust is desiring or craving something that is not yours. It's it's wanting it. So, I I mean, that that's how I look at it because of time's sake. I mean, we have to be kind of simplistic. What, what would you say to that as well? Well, I, I think the idea, again, is the consequences. You know, there are greater consequences for greater sins. Yeah. Um, and I think that is that is one of the differences. You know, if uh, um, if if there is a murder, okay, let's say you do murder somebody, and and it's wrong, it's clearly it's sinful. Uh, now there are broken lives all over the place because of that. Whereas maybe um, that you know air quotes again that little white lie or the sin of coveting, right? The consequences aren't as great if you're covetous versus right. murder. In fact, maybe covetous led to the murder. Um, so I think we have to be careful, you know, all sin is an affront to God because my fear is we use that as a tool to say my sin's not that bad. So it's okay. Correct. We justify it. Yeah. And that's not cool. And that's where you're going with comparing, I think, to ourselves with other folks. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like for instance, when you talk about murder, uh, it, you know, we're at, some of you may remember this if you're old enough, 20 years ago at this time is when the DC snipers happened. Ooh, they're doing a documentary. On I've that, been listening to it. And uh, so, you know, when you think about what they did, the consequences of them going out and, you know, in a few days they killed, what was it, like 10 people initially? I look at them. They're trying to appeal and do it. No, there is, they clearly took someone's life. Now, if I go and I avoid someone because I don't like them or whatever, and now we're making people paranoid, like, who do I avoid? So I go, I have to say hi to everyone now. I've noticed that you do a lot of like 180s in the hall and turn around and run from certain people. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know who they are, but yes, probably. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's kids selling stuff. <laughs> it's usually Herb. It's usually when Herb comes down the hall during the day, Brian runs. Hey, no, but it, but on this again, I think um, the important part that, that Jesus was talking about was, you know, here's the deal. I, I could be... Um, I could be really mad at you, Brian, and I could yep. go to shoot you, and I miss because I'm a bad shot. Yes. Maybe I don't actually kill you, but I'm still a murderer because my heart's intent was yes. to murder you. And that was Jesus's point to the Pharisees. They were, they were so worried about what they did or didn't do. And he's like, don't you understand? It's the heart that matters. Uh, and so that's where that teaching comes in as far as uh, where the lust after the heart or the yeah. hatred in the heart is just as, it is just as unlawful and just of as much of a broken heart as actually committing the act. Well, <sighs> Go ahead. I was going to say this. Like, I, okay, I had a unique opportunity most people don't have. I sat on a murder trial as a, a jury. And what was interesting is we have premeditated and, you know, unmeditated murder. This dude stabbed his roommate 37 times with a knife. Okay. The first time they're like, you may have not meant it. The next 36 you did because you could have stopped at any point. And I, as I sat there as a Christian listening to that, I was like, that's just what we do. We start and then we think, hmm. It's okay. It's, you know, and I can keep going with it. But any point you can stop, but it's when you continuously do it, you now, it's the law of diminishing return. Like this gave me gratification. Now I go to the next step, to the next step, to the next step. And that's what sin does to you. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I may not like someone and that's as far as it goes. 
But when I inflict violence or I gossip about that person, slander that person, whatever I do, now I'm taking it to a different level every single time. Mm -hmm. And there's consequences for that. And it's just like when your kids get in trouble, there's, there's consequences for what they do. Right. So just to kind of sum it up, all sin is an act of rebellion against the one true, holy and pure God. Yeah. Some sins have greater consequences as far as on earth. However, they all are spiritual death. Um, doesn't matter how big or little the consequence, it's all uh, comes from spiritual death. So, well, Pastor Brian, thanks. This was cool. Um, so let me just invite you, whatever questions you guys have about the sermon, man, hit me up on Sunday with texts or emails, and then maybe we can do like we did today and answer these as we go uh, and take a second glance at the text. See you next week, gang.